You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of the Marn Report podcast. And today I am joined by some very special friends. I've got Dr. Kelly Burke from MCOM headquarters, and I have my friend Bo Bradley from the Directorate of Plans, Training, Mobilization, and Security. And the reason why I have both of you on the show today is that we just concluded our installation full-scale exercise, right? Absolutely, Molly, and hey, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yes, thanks for having us. Yeah, seriously, I'm so excited to chat with you guys today. So tell me, we just wrapped up with this exercise, right? Um, why is it so important for the garrisons across the Army to host exercises like this? A great question, Molly, and uh, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody that participated, but uh, uh, Colonel Ramirez, uh, everybody uh, follows him on Manny on the Street and everything like that, but uh, he, he sometimes acts like a community mayor, so our, he has a responsibility of the safety and security of our installation, so we have to test our first responders, our law enforcement, our fire, our medical, respo- our medical response. And we want to make our community safe. So Colonel Ramirez has a lot of uh, responsibility, and, and our, our, our entire garrison team came together, and uh, we had a great uh, exercise. Awesome. When we think about exercises on a military installation, we do truly think about soldiers training, right? Because especially here on Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield, we have a lot of that happening um, day and night, 24-7, 365. What types of threats or hazards does a garrison need to prepare for though? Hey, that's a great question because in the 21st century army, we have evolving threats. So a lot of our spouses, they have Instagram, they have Facebook. Uh, Some of them might be social media influencers. So cyber threats in the 21st century army is becoming more and more prevalent. And uh, part of our exercise design, Colonel Ramirez directed pretty invasive cyber attacks. So from our Soldier perspectives, we're going to train with our military police and, you know, our fire responders. But, you know, we have opportunities to craft responses with your team, with public affairs, Mm -hmm. getting that message out to our spouses that might be surfing Facebook and see something that's going on. See something, say something. Sure. They are our extra set of eyes and ears on the installation. So it's very important to train both our soldier assets as well as our uh, community and our spouses. Yeah, sure. And that really goes beyond cyber as well, right? I mean, anything that's odd that you see on the installation or even surrounding the installation, that see something, say something is very, very important. Do you happen to know if if somebody does see something and they want to say something, where do they go? Great question. Give us a call at our U.S. Army Garrison Anti-Terrorism Officer. You can go to the Garrison app. You can go to any of our social media Facebook pages to get that phone number. And please don't be afraid to report. And if you don't have any other way to uh, communicate maybe what you've seen, submit a nice comment. But make sure that you put your name and phone number so we can get back to you to keep our installation safe and secure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bo. That's really great information. Can I add something with that to Bo's? Yeah, of course. Okay. 
So, so some of the other threats that we would see are things like natural disasters. You guys get a lot of hurricanes here, right? Mm -hmm. So um, preparing, it's not just the garrison, it's the entire installation, all of Fort Stewart in order to do that. So you have things like natural disasters, you might have things like active shooters, you might have things like terrorist attacks mm -hmm. or um, any kind of hazard that could uh, impact your community and the ability for Fort Stewart to execute its mission. That's really what, we, what we're after and what we try to test capability for. Yeah, sure. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So these type of training exercises, they happen annually, correct? They do, but the MCOM team evaluates us every three years. Sure. But we do have a very robust exercise program that I'm pretty proud of. Sure. I mean, I think it really is great, though, to just test those capabilities in all different types of scenarios so we can always make sure that we are doubly prepared in um, the unfortunate event that something were to actually happen here. And the one thing from my perspective, you know, we're coming out of COVID. We came out of COVID and everything, mm -hmm. but um, we're getting back after it because we had almost a year of no training because of COVID and everything like that. So now we're getting back at it you know, 24-7, and, you know, I'm really proud of how the garrison performed. Yeah, same here. Kelly, first of all, thank you so much for traveling here to Fort Stewart to, to help us. us with this exercise. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at MCOM headquarters? Sure. So it's probably less about me and more about our team. So what we do is we have a team of evaluators from all different disciplines, fire, law enforcement, public works, PAO, and those evaluators travel with us, a team from 10 to 12, to MCOM garrisons, installations all over the world, including Japan, Korea. And what we do is we go there and we evaluate their full-scale exercises. And what that does is that allows us to and give them an outside look and, you know, kind of see where their performance is, where, what their capabilities are, uh, look at their plans and see if their plans actually will work, and then um, be able to give them some lessons learned, be able mm -hmm. to influence a corrective action process so that that can all be translated back into a robust training program. You know, 90% of the time military trains, 10% of the time they execute their job. Sure. Probably 90% of the time the civilian workforce on a garrison does their job with day day-to-day operations and they only get about 10% of training. So, you know, it's difficult to do that. So we want to make sure that, you know, they are prepared on the worst day at Fort Stewart, that, you know, they know how to respond and that they mitigate uh, the damage or impact to life health safety. So at MCOM, we work at headquarters out of Joint Base San Antonio in Texas, and I am the program manager for the contract. And what our contract does, our team, is we kind of facilitate that team. We build that team. We get them. We herd the cats. We get them <laughs> where they need to go. Uh, we show up. We spend a week on the installation. That's our battle rhythm. Uh, we spend a lot of time with their counterparts, with the senior leadership, garrison commanders, senior commanders. And then uh, we also have uh, government representatives from MCOM headquarters that come with us and um, spend the week with us. And so we really try to facilitate that process. And um, so I've been with MCOM for five and a half years since the program started. And I have seen huge growth, huge change. And now our program is probably one of the highlights uh, for the CG. So our commanding general at headquarters is very invested mm -hmm. and actually reaches out to all of the garrisons and installations that are having exercises and gives them his expectations from his perspective, which uh, really shows you that it's important and it matters, that our uh, installations are resilient and can demonstrate mission readiness. 
Yeah, sure. And I know that we appreciate it so much. I mean, like you said, that second set of eyes is very, very important because like what Bo said, we might do these exercises every single year, but you guys coming down, you know, every three years to take a look at what you're doing can really help us identify those areas that we maybe overlooked or offer some, you know, suggestions for right. improvements. So. And our evaluators are all DA civilians from yeah. all over MCOM. So it's a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, so they might come and, and you know, we, we look at the way Fort Stewart does things, uh, but they might be able to give some suggestions. They might be able to share some plans. So it really is a networking system sure. as well so that enterprise-wide, everybody can be on the same page. Well, yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> very cool and very appreciated. So how did you become the evaluating team chief for our exercise on Stewart and Hunter? So we have uh, my team. There's two team leads that come out. Uh, we have a government representative. And my job as the team chief is really sort of to, you know, keep after the, the team leads and make sure that everybody gets where they need to be, logistics. Sure. But my government representative and I are a team, and we really uh, deal with the leadership. So we go to the garrison commander. We have a desk side meeting with them. Um, talk to them, the sergeant major, if a senior commander is involved. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of their liaison to that exercise. So, you know, during the exercise, the evaluators don't really talk to the players per se because mm -hmm. we don't give anything away. But the government rep and I will actually, you know, talk to the commander and say, hey, here's what we see. Maybe think about asking them this question. Uh, so we really try to coach, teach, mentor, and um, try to share our experiences from other installations and help him look at second and third order effects of what might happen down 24, 72, two weeks from now so that he can ask the right questions of his staff. Sure. And I like what you said about the coach, teach, mentor, because a lot of people might think, oh, we've got evaluators coming. This is scary, you know, and, and some people might look at evaluators in a bad way, but it's actually really great what you guys are doing because it's all about making us better, sharing those best practices, making sure that before you all move on to your next installation to evaluate, that we've got some things here that we can work on to be better and safe and right. to protect our community. And that's very true. And we, we do come, and actually Bo was one of our evaluators who's been out with us many times. Yeah. Um, I always say when I in brief that it's not a gotcha. We're not trying to find things right. wrong. We really do coach, teach, mentor. We have people that leave plans. We have evaluators that might steal your plans because sure. they're, they're really good. Yeah. So it's really, like I said, that networking piece, you know, it's not just the installation readiness, it's the army readiness at that level that we're looking to achieve. Right. So the program is really at that army level, and this is really the only program like this in the army. So focusing on how you got to where you are today, I understand that you're a published author. Is that so? A time or two. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about that. So, um... I have I have been a published author uh, for, from grad school, obviously for my doctorate. But at MCOM, we took on the assignment over COVID to write a handbook. So the Center for Army Lessons Learned is a repository, and a lot of um, a lot of line units, warfighter units, uh, things from NTC, JRTC, mm -hmm. uh, they go to these different places and they come back and they say, "Wow, these are the lessons that we learned." We want to document this in a formal way and then be able to share it sure. with everybody else. So whoever comes up next for that next rotation can go look and say, wow, these guys really had a struggle. Maybe we should focus on this. So what we wanted to do is create a handbook that really talks about the full-scale exercise process 
and from the perspective of why senior leadership needs to be engaged often and early, uh, because that really has made a difference in making the full-scale exercise a priority. Uh, for a garrison, the full-scale exercise really is their NTC or JRTC rotation, that, sure. that, that CTC, that combat training center. Um, so actually the, the full-scale handbook that we published um, last year was the first one ever from MCOM headquarters. And not too far behind ours came out the uh, higher headquarters assessments. So we have two now that are published. Work, and both of us are working on a, a next one. Wow. Yeah. Where do people go to find these? So you can go to the website for the Center for Army Lessons Learned, and mm -hmm. you can search, and you can find um, all kinds of uh, handbooks in there, but ours will be in there, and so will the HHAs. That's great. Yeah, no better way to study up, right? All right, going back to the full-scale exercise, I know that there are some elements that we must meet during the exercise. Can you tell me about, there's three tasks, correct? correct? Can you tell me a little bit about those and what it takes to have a successful exercise? Sure. So for any kind of training, if you have a large number of tasks, it's very difficult to master any one of those. So really, repetition is what leads to skill mastery and a small number. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we broke it down into mission essential tasks. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is contained. So can you contain the incident? And that usually has to do with if it's an active shooter, neutralizing that threat or um, you know, if it's uh, you know, any kind of issue, how, to, how do you contain that? And that mm -hmm. usually involves first responders, police, fire, those kinds of things. Sure. The next uh, task is shorten the duration of the incident. So how do we shorten it? So that's where the Emergency Operations Center comes in, the EOC. Mm -hmm. And we look at a lot of things uh, like how do you take care of your people? Uh, how do you take care of your mission? Mm -hmm. So if something interrupts normal mission here on Fort Stewart, uh, the EOC really has to be thinking ahead of how they're going to mitigate those impacts sure. and how they're going to get around that, especially with Fort Stewart being a power projection platform where you've got infantry soldiers getting mm -hmm. ready to deploy at any time. Sure. Uh, they have to have that support. And then the last piece of it is the recover uh, and speed recovery. So you have to speed recovery. And in order to do that, you really have to be able to give leadership objectives, priorities, what's most important if you have a lot of building damage from hurricanes, which I understand that you guys have had before. <laughs> yes. Um, you need to prioritize those. Which ones do I need to be able to make my mission go uh, until I can get back to normal? Sure. Um, you know, what are the timelines? And all of those things form decisions for senior leadership. So those are the three really important tasks. And underneath of those, you know, there's obviously different things that have to be accomplished. Incident mm -hmm. command, uh, you have to take care of your people with shelters and an emergency family assistance center, things mm -hmm. like that. Sure. Bo, did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? I'm just uh, fired up because uh, in previous exercises, the recovery piece might have been neglected, so speed to recovery, I'm really happy to see that shaped in our uh, exercise program because like you said earlier, you know, our soldiers train all the time, but now we got a way to show how we take care of soldiers and families. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We mentioned these elements. What happens if a garrison is not successful within one of those elements during an exercise? So the other really kind of cool thing I think about this program is it's not a pass-fail. 
So we don't come to Fort Stewart and evaluate and then leave and say, you failed miserably. Sure. Uh, um, so what we say is, you know, there's some things that you need to sustain and mm -hmm. there's some things that you need to improve. Sure. And maybe each one of those, you know, mets. So what we try to focus on is ways to help you improve. So we actually, we will make observations, but with those observations, we leave recommendations. Mm -hmm. So here's what we think might be a way to fix this. And we try to go for quick wins, policies, procedures, plans, ways that you can uh, maybe change a plan a little bit mm -hmm. or a way that we saw somebody do a creative uh, problem solving that really worked well. And we want mm -hmm. to make sure we highlight that or a best practice that we want to share enterprise-wide. So those are, are really what we're about, is trying to um, you know, look at those gaps. Because for an installation or any military unit, a gap equals a risk. And we want to try to minimize that as much as possible with, with what we come and see and what we leave for the staff. Sure. So you guys evaluate every three years, but Bo, say something like that comes up on our team where we've identified an area that needs to be remediated. Um, what do we do here on the installation, you know, in between evaluations to make sure that that so is after, being corrected? After MCOM gives us our corrective action plan, we'll, we'll start tweaking our plans. And then that's an opportunity for me to take that data and craft other types of exercises so we can exercise our new policies and procedures to exercise some potential gaps to make our installation better and safer. And we're just basically evolving the exercise program. We get that feedback, we take a hard look at ourselves, and boom, we start doing something else, something new, we're evolving, we're adding more data to our exercise program mm -hmm. to just not do active shooters all the time. Right. You know, part of the this exercise design, we're incorporating a UAS response for the first time that I can track. So drones are becoming more and more prevalent. Oh yeah. I didn't even know what a drone was three years ago. <laughs> so it's important that we continue to evolve. Yeah, well, that's really cool to know that because um, I think some of the people, myself included, that are involved in the exercises that happen in between the evaluated ones, we never really know why did they choose this? Why did they choose this certain scenario over another? And knowing now that perhaps those are chosen so we can you know, correct and make better an area um, that maybe we weren't as strong in during right. that evaluated exercise. That's that's great. So we're just always working. Right, and that's part of what our evaluation feeds into. So every installation, senior commander, garrison commander, has um, a multi-year training exercise plan. So that plan, the FSC is a culminating event, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like you do little workups until you get to the Super Bowl. And so all of the things that we leave and that Bo takes and says, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to fix this, then they add it back into that training plan, and that helps inform how they're going to shape that next exercise. Yeah. So what I did notice also during this training exercise there were a lot of evaluators, um, all new faces that I had never seen yep. before, coming from many, many different installations from all over the place. How do you become an evaluator? So um, what we do, we have an evaluator exercise evaluator course that yeah. is given at Camp Blanding. Mm -hmm. uh, so because of COVID, uh, it has also gone DL. So it's distance learning. You can do that. But it's cool. also in person at Camp Blanding. It's a 40-hour course. Uh, and we have 
more than Fort Stewart has probably more than their fair share. They have a lot of evaluators here, including several PAOs uh, that come out with us. They go down to the course, they spend the 40 hours, learn about uh, you know, writing, how to observe, what to observe, mm -hmm. and then they come out with us on an exercise and do what we basically call their field time. Mm -hmm. And we kind of watch them and help them, and then they're considered an evaluator. Uh, so it's not something that we just grab somebody randomly. Um, right. It's people that are s typically it's senior people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think for this exercise, we have two fire chiefs. We've got a police chief. We have, uh, you know, several different people like that. And uh, then they, we have repeat offenders like Bo and uh, <laughs> several other Fort Stewarts who come out all the time with us, which is great. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a very great process that really helps you to kind of understand what you're looking at and sure. you know, the right way to evaluate to make sure that you're really giving the installation the best that you can. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can only imagine that by also being an evaluator, that's a great networking opportunity as well. So while you're out evaluating someone else's exercise, you can maybe pick up some best practices from them and bring them back to your own installation to implement there during your own exercises and, you know, incidents as well. So that's very neat. So um, camp blanding training, uh, which if someone is, you know, maybe just works in the EOC and is very interested in that, where exactly do they go to learn more about that training? So they can email me at headquarters. Okay. Um, uh, because I actually, uh, the program is under the protection branch in the Provo Marshal Office at headquarters. And so we have a registrar and you can mm -hmm. email that registrar and get that information from the registrar about the courses. We have a course schedule that we can send out. Great. Um, and we have some courses in January, February, and March down in Camp Blanding. Great. So. All right. Well, is there anything that either of you would like to add? I think the only thing that, that I would like to add is, uh, I think I've talked about readiness and, and resiliency, but I also want to kind of give a nod to our design team. So we have another set of contractors at headquarters who reach out to a garrison and installation early, at least probably a year and really try to augment the staff. Uh, we know that planning and exercise is an enormous amount of work. Enormous amount, right, Bo? <laughs> just, a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Uh, so what we wanted to do is headquarters, you know, the, the goal is to try to take some of that work off of uh, the people that are doing, trying to do day-to-day -day jobs in addition to planning this monstrous exercise. Sure. So those design team uh, guys are contractors as well, and they uh, will work with the installation to try to figure out what the scenario needs to be. They help them write the, you know, master scenario events list, the measles. Uh, so I know Bo has been, he could probably talk more about that, but um, th then we work hand in hand with them for a whole year, making sure that we're all on the same page. We do conditions checks every week at headquarters uh, and share information. So it's really a team effort by everybody at headquarters uh, to try to, you know, get the installations and the garrison some help. I concur. <laughs> Well, I just want to thank both of you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Um, and most importantly, I really want to thank you both and, and your teams, right, for helping arrange and evaluate our exercise. Um, it's truly because of individuals like you all that help us grow and improve um, our emergency response capabilities here, which I know we are just immensely thankful for. Um, I also like to give a special shout out to the other external evaluators and also to our garrison 
team of teams on Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield for putting it all on the line during this week's exercise. All in the name of staying safe and informed, you all definitely do your part to keep the rock rolling every single day, and we just love you. And with that, this concludes this week's edition of the Marn Report. This is Molly, signing off. Cool. All right, team, this is the most important mission of your life. That's why you all were chosen. You're the most lethal, modern, and best trained armored force in the United States Army. Not fancy, just tough. Rock of the Marn. Identify target. Range, 1200 meters. Stand by. Load the game box. On the way! Go Army! Beat Navy!